Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello for lava and welcome to the world in sport. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week... A lot of people said that I made the wrong decision by sending down contracts from France at that young age because I got an opportunity to earn good money at an early age. But for me, it was all about developing and uh, for me, uh, I honestly thought that I wasn't ready yet. We speak to one of the fresh faces selected in the new look Flying Fijians rugby squad. We put the spotlight on Women's Rugby League with exciting major developments in Vanuatu, Papua New Guinea and Niue. And design work ramps up for the 2023 Pacific Games in Solomon Islands. But first, nine local players, a dozen new caps and the return of Namani Nandolo headline the Flying Fijians rugby squad to compete in next month's Autumn Nations Cup. Fiji will open their northern tour against Portugal before blockbuster tests against France, Italy and Scotland. One of the new faces in the squad is Northland lock, Timor Mayana Vanua, who featured in the Killick Cup win over the Barbarians last year and is now poised to make his test debut. I wasn't really um, looking towards the Eight Nation team, to be honest. Uh, all throughout this year, I was just focusing on uh, becoming a better player and uh, ticking those small boxes, uh, like, you know, getting uh, learning as much as I can off the players that I have around me, you know, using the experience and learning off it as well. To be honest, I wasn't really looking further than my return. I'm a person who takes like one game at a time, one season at a time. I like to narrow my focus because that's how I give my 100% in whatever I do. And I, I honestly thought because of the COVID restrictions to travel and stuff, the Eight Nations uh, Flight Fijian team would have been uh, made out of just uh, Fijian players uh, playing uh, in Europe. Uh, in that case, I was just like, ah. Oh, I'll just give my all in this Maritime season and see where I go um, from there. Fortunately, um, they got into contact with me uh, just before our first game against Manuatu. And yeah, they told me and I was just uh, yeah, pretty stoked. Told my family back home in Fiji and uh, just played by um, by the days that comes. You'll presumably have to leave behind a, a, a Tanifa campaign with Northland that's going uh, incredibly well. You've won four of your five games, you're top of the championship and, and even you're getting on the uh, the score sheet there on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, words cannot explain, you know, um, how fun, how uh, good the environment has been with me this year for the Tanifas and I've just been enjoying it. I think as rugby players, we need we need this kind of environment, you know, where we enjoy to come in but at the same time we're learning uh, off each other as well. The management just created um, this environment this year, which has just bonded the boys together. And that's how we're just looking at um, seeing it, um, the results at uh, uh, game time every um, every weekend. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, and to, um, like, the boys were asking me, oh, is this your final week? Is this your final week? I just told them, I don't want to think about it too much. You know, like, just want to enjoy uh, whatever days I have well with uh, 21st and just, yeah, enjoy while I can. So how did, how did that opportunity come up for you to, to come over to New Zealand? Oh, it was straight after the under-20s campaign. I was offered uh, contracts from France, but then I turned it down. 
because um, uh, my uncle's um, uh, one of my uh, great role model was uh, is Osekuli um, Nsau, the former seventh captain for Fiji to the Rio Olympics. I grew up and I was raised uh, in his house, and um, him and his older brother Korvawa Kulinsau was the one that um, advised if you want to really chase to become a great player, you know, you you got to go to these countries in terms of 15s, you got to go to these countries to learn, you know, you New Zealand, Australia, learn your key roles, learn your roles and stuff. You know, a lot of people said that I made the wrong decision by sending down contracts from France at that young age because I got an opportunity to earn good money at an early age. But for me, it was all about developing. It was all about developing. And uh, for me, and I honestly thought that I wasn't ready yet to chase that money. And then um, Graham Dews, who was our assistant um, coach now for Northland, was uh, coaching YPU back then, 2018. He contacted me. It was on a Sunday. I was in church. You know, um, in my mind, I was just like, oh, where, where to from next after I turned down opportunities, you know. But And then I got a phone call from him, and he actually contacted our development officer, Vilami uh, Mandolo. And William Nandolo just uh, gave me my name and he, my name and number. He contacted me and he told me, oh, you know, um, we're needing a lock for YP. And I was like, yep, yep. All my answers was yes. I was just like, yep, yep, yep. And after he, he told me what um, the real picture behind it, he was just like, oh, well, for, for New Zealand, it's not like going to France, you know, where you get paid to play rugby. For a year, you have to work, you know, and you have to work to get paid, you know. I won't get, and he, he told me this. He said, I won't guarantee you a spot in the Mighty 10 um, for Northland, but what I guarantee you is I'll try and give you an opportunity to play club rugby here. And while he was still talking, I, I was so excited that I cut his talk and I just told him, like, just get me over to New Zealand. I'll work myself out just to reach that goal. And, uh, and now, Timor, you find yourself in the Flying Fijian squad, of course. Uh, hopefully, once everyone gets over there, the first match against Portugal, uh, then you're playing against France, and then uh, I think it's Italy, and then Scotland, uh, and then a game after that. And how exciting is it to be uh, a part of that team, which is quite a... You know, there's a number of new faces in the team like yourself, so a lot of new blood in a new World Cup cycle and, you know, some pretty some pretty big, exciting test matches ahead. It's an, it's an opportunity too hard to pass, you know, like, as you, you, um, like we never know when was the, when is the next time we'll ever play alongside these uh, great names uh, and the likes of Nemanja Nandolo, who uh, came back from um, his uh, short retirement from international rugby. You know, and um, Leon Nakarao, who plays um, in the same role as me. You know, this is an opportunity where um, I would take, go and learn off them and continue to learn and continue to be students of the game and just learn as much as I can in this tour. You know, I, I always tell myself to be like a sponge that just soaks up water of knowledge out of all these experienced players, you know, and, and that's how we learn as uh, players nowadays. Is just learning of each other, and I find that is a really great opportunity for me, and um, not only for me, and I think it's a great opportunity for new boys uh, coming in as well. That is an opportunity to learn and play good footy as well. That's Flying Fijians lock Timor Mayana Vanua. The growth of women's rugby league isn't letting COVID-19 slow it down, with three Pacific Island nations leading the way. I'm joined by RNZ Pacific sports reporter Tyler Anderson to discuss major developments in Vanuatu, Papua New Guinea and Niue. Talo for Tale, uh, let's, let's start with Vanuatu's only female referee, Su'ole Tawa Motuliki, 
uh, who's been appointed to an influential group by the world governing body, the International Rugby League. Yeah, so she's uh, been appointed to the International Rugby League group, um, which is the Women and Girls Working Group, and it includes the likes of former Kiwi Ferns captain Louisa Avaiki, um, she's the head of Women's Rugby League here in New Zealand, and Papua New Guinea Orchids international player uh, Tahina Booth. So she's really excited about that. She said... Um, she was offered to come on, jump on board and she's just really excited to help further the sport in their country. And I suppose Women's Rugby League, of course, we're meant to have a World Cup for both men and women next year. A bit of uncertainty with COVID, but uh, you know the women's competition's already expanded from, you know what was it last time, four or six nations, now we're up to eight. Um, so there's clearly so much room for growth still on that side of the game. Yeah, she said one of her goals was to help um, create pathways for the women because at the moment they they haven't got any international games happening. Um, so I think she, from what I understand, she said that they had grown their teams from about two teams to seven teams in the last two years. So now she's thinking they need more um more competition, so hope, hopefully more games with Pacific Nations, other Pacific Nations, and, yeah, eventually get some some more pathways for those girls in Vanuatu. I mean, I suppose, you know, we've, we've seen in recent weeks um, Elsie Albert competing, you know, from Papua New Guinea competing in the women's NRL competition and the first locally local PNG player to, to get that opportunity, and we know the talent they've got up there and ranked fourth in the world and the, the game growing so much. So um, even countries that are supposedly sort of higher up in the women's game internationally, there's there's still so much to grow. Yeah, and I think even Saul had touched on uh, the PNG women as well, just saying um, how far they've come, but also that's something that they'd like to aspire to as well, just seeing this, the success that they've had. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what she comes up with um, in her new role. Indeed, and good, good to see the International Rugby League have this working group. Um, to, obviously means that people are thinking about these issues and, and, and wanting to take advantage of the fact that the sport is growing so much, both in the men's and women's game. Uh, we, we, we touched on PNG just now. They're in, on the hunt for a new coach. Yeah, they're on, a, on the hunt for a new full-time women's coach, which is a, um, exciting for PNG. I know the PNG chairman, Sanders Saka, said uh, they want to capitalise on the team's success. So they are looking far and wide for a new full-time coach, and they're hoping that uh, the women's team will get just as much attention as the men's do over there at the moment. The, the Orchids, of course, creating a lot of history already. They've played a couple of games against the Gillaroos, uh, and you know they, they played last year against Fiji and got pretty well beaten, quite frankly, in the Pacific Test. Fiji were quite upset they don't get to go to the World Cup next year off the back of that, but um, the growth of the game, the amount of women playing the game in PNG continues to sort of double, triple, quadruple you know, pretty consistently, so um, hopefully more can be a part of that NRL competition and, and then as you say, if you've got a full-time coach it means that you can actually you know, have some plans kind of in place and, and, and have a bit more of a structure, a consistency to sort of try and execute everything. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, Elsie Albert as well, just her having that debut this year um, with the, the Dragons has been uh, really motivational for a lot of the women in PNG as well. So, yeah, PNG League are just hoping to get more uh, focus on the programs over there so they can get more girls playing rugby league. And speaking of groundbreaking and new frontiers, nowhere. It was only last year that they had their first ever women's team competing in the Cabramatta Nines competition. Uh, the team went on to play in the Nines at the 
Pacific Games in Samoa, and now they're taking that next step uh, in the 13 side, the full game, um, finally going to have a national women's team uh, competing here in New Zealand. Uh, people probably didn't think there was going to be any rugby league uh, internationally, uh, you know, a few weeks or a couple of months ago, but uh, exciting times for the Nui women. It is. I spoke to uh, the Secretary of Auckland's Nui Rugby League, Philip Tasmania, and he said it's massive for Nui. Uh, they never thought they would be considered for uh, such a match like this, and it is the first time uh, they're going to play a 13-a-side international match, so very big and um, very big to play Tonga next month. Obviously, the team's going to be a New Zealand-based team, and I asked him if there were any concerns about them finding players here in New Zealand, but he said they've already had a number of players um, get in touch with them and that are keen to represent the country. And in these COVID times where we've had the Oceania Cup scrapped, we've had you know, so many things cancelled, be it rugby league or any other sport, um, to have a little bit of creativity to ensure that there are still able to have some matches go ahead, like this Kiwi Ferns, Fetu Samoa and the Nui Tonga match. I mean, that in itself is... Uh, uh, great to see, um, and probably a rare occasion, perhaps, where you know teams like Nui and, and Tonga women would actually get a bit more exposure and focus. Whereas, if there was all these other games going on, um, you know, people might get distracted by those. Yeah, it's it's massive to have three Pacific Islands feature on the night. So I think that's a huge step forward for uh, these Pacific nations, but also for New Zealand Rugby League, who have kind of had some criticism in the past about how much they're supporting. Um, these league groups in New Zealand. So I know that Nui was really happy to be asked if they wanted to uh, compete on that in that game. Um, but yeah, they're really happy. And, and and those matches are next month. Yeah, the matches are next month on the seventh of November uh, at Mount Smart Stadium. So we're at level one now in Auckland. So hopefully we can have a lot of supporters there on the day, and I'm sure everyone will turn up uh, representing and flying their flag for their country. And I was speaking there with RNZ Pacific sports reporter Tyler Anderson. The construction of new venues for the 2023 Pacific Games is back on track, with a design team from China working with local authorities in Solomon Islands after completing their two weeks in quarantine. A number of projects funded by the Chinese government were scheduled to get underway this year, including the construction of a new national stadium in Honiara, before COVID-19 got in the way. The 17 project team members arrived on a repatriation flight from Guangzhou last month and have all since tested negative for COVID-19. The executive director of the National Hosting Authority, Christian Nying, says they have spent the past few weeks on the ground in Honiara liaising with local authorities. For instance, Solomon Water, uh, Solomon Park, Honiara City Council and other government um, ministries. Their objective was to find out what regulations or requirements are required by the local authorities so that they can make sure they comply with them. And uh, basically they've gathered the information that they require and um, they are formalizing or finalizing the uh, minute of the discussions uh, between them and the different authorities and us uh, as the hosting authority. Uh, for us to finalise our discussions. The the sort of revised target was that if these workers get on the ground, that, that hopefully the actual physical construction could begin uh, in May. Um, with everything that's happened in the last month, is that still um, a, a realistic timeline? Yes. Uh, by the way things are going, um, they should be able to 
do the design work by December, and they'll go back to China to get the government to tender for construction. So that should give them ample time for them to prepare to come and commence the work on the 1st of May. And so how many workers linked to the Pacific Games ended up being on that flight, to, to your understanding? Uh, we, you know, in the team that came and consulted with us, that work with, uh, there are 17 of them. And, and so what sort of roles are they doing? As you mentioned, they're obviously liaising with the various uh, companies. They're obviously still doing some design work and going to the actual sites themselves. Um, but what sort of other things are they doing? Really, the, they are project team members that they need to pull together the design that we require for these seven projects. So they have architects, um, water engineers, uh, electoral engineers, structural engineers, uh, sports uh, technology uh, engineers, etc. So they are the ones that are on the ground doing investigations and uh, ensuring that uh, they comply with uh, local standards and local authorities. And so this is the Chinese-funded projects. Uh, you mentioned last time that Indonesia was basically ready to begin building as soon as they could get back into the country. Is there any update on, on whether their workers will be able to get to Solomon's? They are still liaising with uh, the Solomon's government to find the flight to come back to the country to start construction. That's Christian Niang, the Executive Director of the National Hosting Authority for the 2023 Pacific Games. And that is the World in Sport for this week. For more, you can head to our website, rnzi.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.